Hey, all you sexy motherfuckers out there. I know you were waiting patiently for part two. So here it is. Horny for Horror, live from the app Moan. And if you want to check out Moan, just download it onto your iPhone. Yes, it's only for iPhone users just for the time being. But that's M-O-N-O with the line on top. Now, without further ado, Horny for Horror, part two. Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded... In general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine. Grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibrations stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. Oh, we got one last speaker. Castaway, welcome. Hello there, Castaway. Hello, uh, uh, Megan. I, I apologize. I'm coming in late to this. I was hosting another webinar, but I'm so, uh, so glad to hear that it's going to be a podcast because I was uh, saw this in the schedule. And uh, all of my, along with my friend, Mr. K, I'm a fellow movie buff. So, uh, yeah, really looking nice. forward to catching up with the rest of this yes, conversation. Cast, yeah, but. Castaway, this is, um, as I put in the bio of this um, thing, it's going to be online on MsRadioSapphire.com. Um, there's a podcast section on there. If you have Spotify or any major podcast um, platform, you can look it under Sapphire's Earplay as well. Um, I'm going to have it everywhere. And I, and I, yeah, I already follow you on Instagram. So yeah, I, I you know, after you know, hearing uh, you know, the last half hour here. So, and you know, I couldn't have hearted enough for uh, Mr. Skate's message of Angel Heart, you know, so uh, certainly, you know, what, you know, besides baby, uh, another Mickey work from Body Heat, one of the sweatiest Oof. movies. You know, but I wanted to add a bit of counterpoint. I, I thought of like, oh God, what is like the least like horny for horror scene? And I thought of an immediate candidate for this, just as like a little bit of a, you, you know, I guess a you know, reverse action. And it's <laughs> and for me, it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely the uh, doomed Rosemary and Rosemary's baby saying like, hey, what are these scratches last night? <gasps> You, you got you got rough, you know. I, I don't know what happened. You know? So the, the sinister guy, you know, from, uh, from Rosemary's Baby, as the uh, the least, just I want to curl up in a ball every time you know I see him, you know, reacting. Yeah. So can was, I just fun. say also, I think we can all agree that we were all disappointed that we did never saw this baby's eyes. How the fuck are you gonna give us this big ass tease? Like, you know what I mean? That was like to me when you have sex with somebody and it was so good, but then you didn't come. Yep. <laughs> well, I, I do think it's a bit of I've the, experienced uh, that and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like the, the lead up was there. The lead up was there. The build up, even just like the, the weird, I mean, dare I say the very rapey orgy scene. Oh, oh it's no. totally rapey. It's yes. very rapey. <laughs> and then you're just yeah. like, we don't see the product of the child like I get it old horror films you know you really don't have to show things but they show things you know what I mean like right. give me something it's the same logic that worked in Jaws when the, the shark didn't work and it, we'll, we'll just show less of it and then it, it just but the it fucking works know where it is you know? but it fucking worked and we heart. even see dare I say people forget we do see a little titty in that movie for a PG movie oh, we oh, did get Jaws. to see a little yeah, nipple yeah, the, the, the girl on the beach flash you know uh, I mean string bikinis sharks you know oh there was no she was naked we see two flirters at the at the bonfire and then she takes her top off and runs into the yeah she's full blown naked 
But that circles us back to your comment when I came into the chat where you were talking about hostile and you were saying that they cut away for the sex and came back for the violence. And it made me think of Jaws. Yes. It made me think how much you don't see the shark. And they build that up because your imagination is so much better. 1000%. Sometimes for me, it's the things that I don't see on screen that Mm -hmm. turn me on. That's why for Mm -hmm. me lately, I've been getting into a lot of different horror podcasts and sci-fi podcasts because it's like, now you're letting my mind wander. And you had said this earlier, and one of my biggest mottos is, if you can't fuck my mind, you definitely can't fuck my body. Like I tell people all the time, penetrate my mind first before penetrating my body. Yeah. I think everybody has a little bit of sapiosexualism in themselves with that. 1,000%. Because, I mean, Dr. Ruth, way back when, said that the brain was the biggest sex organ. And she's 100% right that the brain is. I mean, if you're not firing on all cylinders with getting somebody aroused mentally, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter how good your dick is or how amazing your body looks. If you are a, if you are a dud between the, if you are limp between the brain, it's not going to work. Absolutely. It's just not going to fucking work. It might work for one night. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. It'll work for one night, but it will not work. Not in longevity. And that's why we luckily with the genre of horror, we have so many subcategories. Mm hmm. Oh, no, that's a fact. We have so many sub like you cannot tell me that there are not many offspring genres that have come from the horror films because you have erotica you have erotic horror okay there is erotic porn as my my girl trisha from safe slut had mentioned you have torture porn for god's sake You've got teeth. Teeth is. And you talk about that taps into like a primal fear of female sexuality. When when they're imagining that you have teeth in your vagina. Oh. Which brought me to Lovecraft. (laughs) I I meant to say this in Lovecraft Country. Like I love. Don't talk about that movie over here. Oof. Teeth. When when. When Lovecraft I loved Country, every episode of Lovecraft Country. I'm so pissed every that, that HBO took this off the air. I think they, mm-hmm. they fucked up royally because season two was going to be bomb. The was show. Yeah. I say what? Was that the Courtney B. Vance show? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. It was amazing. It was fucking amazing. I'm not. It's so, I, love, I love Courtney B. So, yeah, so I, if I, you, you know what, Castaway, if you haven't seen it, just marathon it right now. Go on HBO Max and just watch it. Honestly, it's great. I will say, even though the show ended, it didn't end in a way where you're like, fuck. But it did. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it ended. It ended beautifully. It ended beautifully where you wanted more, but it doesn't make you, it doesn't jip you. 
it like was most a satisfying end. chapter end where they could have easily picked it up, but at least there was some same thing as it did with Watchmen. Yes, yeah. Watchmen ended beautifully. You know, it doesn't need a second season. A season Lovecraft Country was just going to expand on what they were giving us, and especially right. when the fact that people forget that H.P. Lovecraft was a fucking racist. So to oh, have the biggest, totally. like, mo- like to have a an all black cast first and foremost take the front lead and say fuck y'all we're twisting the tail that said a lot and to add lesbianism as you know King and I were talking about in his chat last night you know seeing queer blackness queer blackness and not being shunned and being praised for once on television that was beautiful too for me that was what the appeal of Lovecraft was is that it took a very hard look at some of the realities that a lot of people don't have never known about the black experience you talk about sundown towns oh yeah sundown cities you know shit like that sundown counties um other things black queerness all of that you take that and just the cherry the the chef's kiss on the whole thing was the fact that this whole story of black awareness black queerness black sexuality the black experience was told through the lens of somebody who was so racist was misogynistic and just a an an incredibly creative but incredibly misogynistic and racist individual and those two things can exist in the same purpose person clearly they can but to then take ownership of his creations and say you know what just because you created them doesn't mean they belong to you no and that's why everyone that's why at the time I was really writing hard for Lovecraft County because I'm part of SAG-AFTRA and to be on the voting committee of that of that that show and making sure that it got the respect that it deserved because at the same time Amazon turned around and put out them and that's I I'm not gonna say watch it I I personally stopped watching it because I don't give a fuck if a black writer wrote it you took you glorified black horror and Mm -hmm. that to me was in you glorify black trauma in the name of horror and what was that what was what community was that supposed to be serving because here's the fucked up thing trigger warning them not only showed a black woman getting raped but also getting raped by white supremacists who put a baby a newborn child in a sack and toss that baby around in a game while the mother is being brutally raped and the child is killed to death. What is entertaining about that? That's in them? Yes. Yeah, that makes... Them is not us. Let me just make that very clear. Them is <laughs> not us. Us Wait, is the Jordan Peele. the one where they, um, where they had like the doppelgangers? 
No, yeah. no, 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 no. Us. It was like a separate wives kind of. Like, okay, okay. Never yeah, mind. no, no, no. no. So us. Yeah, that's why I said them is them is not us. Them, right, right, right. You, them you is right, it right. a show that was um, fronted by? Um, oh my God, I'm blanking out on her name. It was an Amazon series. It's still on Amazon. I don't think it's going to get another season because that's how controversial it was. And I believe it was episode six. Okay. Um, them was a show that was on... It was supposed to show the trauma of a black family who moved from North Carolina to Los Angeles. And there is some historical accuracy to the show of the whole migration of black um, African-Americans, of black folks moving into Compton in what essentially is now predominantly black and Hispanic. But before Compton was a thriving white community in the 1950s. So it's about a family who moves from racist North Carolina but it tapped into black trauma and I was not prepared for it. I had to sit and watch uh, like my my boyfriend who was white from South Carolina was like, why are you tapping into the show? Like, why are you giving the show attention when people were giving you the forewarning? Like, you do not need to watch this. And while people were saying, oh my God, this is such a great show. I literally stopped. I, I could not finish the show because it tapped into too much. King. It tapped into too much of the realistic horrors that we face daily as black folks even now. Uh. It was it's not glorified. And I and the crazy thing is that yes, um Shahidi Right, who's the daughter in us, she's in this series too, the older daughter. Mm, yeah. But it's not something to be glorified. And when you're tapping into real life horror and making our stories, our trauma into a horror story, that to me is not not horror at all. That is not entertaining. And it's a big fuck you. It's a big fuck you and it shows the difference between creating space to teach lessons in horror films versus taking checks and making profit off of our own real life horror. Yeah, but that also goes into the true history of <clears throat> true history, the black but it's, experience. Yeah, with history. Yeah, it, it is a, the unfortunate side effect, but that is something that has happened for a very long time. So, I understand how you feel about it. For me, it the thing that I resonate with most of all is that we still have more op- we, we still have more now that represents us way more than we had before absolutely so. absolutely but that's but like I said it was just a show that I was just like why it was Lena Waithe who was the executive producer um, mm. and again a lot of black writers and even the black writers of the show had to come out and you know say like hey we felt that this these stories had to be told our stories had to be told but I was like it's one thing to glorify slavery you know what I mean mm. But to glorify the raping of black women, the killing of black children, to see a black child being killed on camera, because let's be honest, a lot of horror films do not kill children on camera. Right. Okay. Very rare. Well, they'll call them off camera. Huh? 
They'll kill them off. They'll camera. kill them off camera. But it's very rare that you will see a child being killed on camera. Yes, there are a couple movies. Jamie Lee Curtis's, um, I think it's Prom Night, where mm-hmm. you do see the, them as children, and there's a child killed on camera. There's also Assault on Precinct Assault, Thirteen. Yeah, Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Yeah. The original John Carpenter film, yeah, not the, the remake. Uh, the, the ice cream. Uh, yes, the ice cream killing. But again, you you don't really see that being glorified. This show glorified on black trauma at the wrong time. This show came out at the height of Black Lives Matter. They had they had not to take away from the horny from horror but it's like when you are capitalizing on black trauma and, and saying, hey, this is a horror film and we're tapping in and even giving you the same, you know, font and the same type of, you know, feel and trailer that Us gave us. This is like the Us, but for Amazon, no. I was just going to say the font is very similar. It's extremely. And that's so- why it's, it, it's crazy to me that you use the same actress from Us into this show. And it's like... I made sure personally as a SAG after member, I was like, we are not nominating this. Please do not put this on the ballot for this year's nominations. And it's not. I want to, this, this may not be my place, but I just want to say something to you. You said something about like, this isn't horror for horny for horror. And you, it seemed like you were making an apology for making your point. And I just want to say, Oh that no, no, no. I wasn't making absolutely that. do not. Thank you. Apologize to me or anybody else for making the point of what you are. We need to listen. Well, yes, but I'm just saying because of the fact is, you know, I don't want to give people false precincts, you know, as I'm, I'm trying to put the show into rap, you know, I, again, the title of the show is horny for horror. I could go on. I could make a second subject matter into, you know, um, society issues with horror, but I had to make that clear to people because I was so mad when this show came out and people were saying, oh my God, it's so good. And I was like, fuck y'all, because if you, 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 you cannot tell me, you cannot tell me if this show in light of what's going on with Whoopi Goldberg. Now, people who are going to be listening to this podcast, they're going to know where I'm going because this is what I do on my podcast. I'll give you all a little bit of sexy and then I'll give you some education. You cannot tell me that if they were to turn around at Amazon and say, hey, why don't we make a horror anthology show about the Holocaust? That shit would not see the light of day. I'm just going to say that right now. You're absolutely right. Why is it that we have to glorify black trauma, but we don't see a lot of, you know, horror anthologies that surround the Holocaust? Okay. Okay. We don't see horror anthologies that are surrounding. They tried it and then it got taken off the air. We don't see a lot of horror anthologies that are surrounding um, the Japanese um, encampments. There's a simple answer for this. Please, King, please. I know you, I knew you were going to say something. Please, please, King. I'm going to preface this because it can be controversial depending on who hears it, but I'm going to say because it is the truth. For black people, especially in America, on in the Western Hemisphere, 
most of our expression has only been the expression of our trauma. Mm-hmm. So this is something that is inherently ingrained in our DNA to a fault. So when we when we have situations like them and what we're talking about, there is a validation. And I hear what you're saying, Megan. So please don't take this the wrong way. I hear what you're saying as far as, you know, this isn't horror. But that is what black horror usually has been. It is a reflection of our stories and sometimes it is hypersensitive or it's uh, taken to the next level and extremely exuberated and exacerbated to the point where it's like this is a little bit much but the reason why I say all this is because this is just something that has been the norm for black stories for so long and it's it's still new it's still it the 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 honest stories that are coming out right like the us like the get out right the artistic way of presenting that is not something that everybody can do because what jordan peele was able to do with those movies and and all the other ones that have just came out i think lady antebellum was another one and the new candy man is that we're able to now tell this story but without so much of the pain and vitriol of Kind of what you're explaining within them. Mm-hmm. And I think more so what those black directors and writers were trying to say was, yeah, this is very uncomfortable for a lot of people, but these are still stories that have never been told before in this manner. Absolutely. You know? It's now it's tapping in again, as we were talking about, you know, how horror branches off to different um, genres. It's now right. creating a new socially um it's it's more of a social commentary horror. That's right. why I'm excited because we still don't know the premise, but we see in the posters, we see in the cast list of Peel's next movie called Nope. Right. Okay. Mm. And again, he's having Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Stephen Yun mm. from Walking Dead. Jordan Peel is supposed to be in it as well, and that's coming out later this year. I still don't know anything. There's, there's been no press releases. All I know is that I better be in the press screening so I can give y'all you some tea on it. You gotta keep under wraps. You gotta keep it under wraps. Keep it under- we, we, uh, yeah, coming to a moon near us, the, the post screening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Trice, Trice, let me tell you, I might have to, I might have to do some moan chats as, you Featuring know. Featuring the Itachi. <laughs> I might just have to do some some moan. She, she's she on, on a scale of one to one to five, uh, you know, buzzes. You know, uh, I, I could do that. I could. We could. We could get this going. I feel like I won't get you know taken off the the airwaves for that. Oh, not on here. <laughs> no, 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 not on here. Definitely not on here. It definitely won't be the first time I have used a sex toy on oh my, my show. God. I'm what just gonna say that. that dude? What's the name of this dude? He had on. Who was doing like the put uh, praising the pussy or like pussy worship? He did like a live pussy worship show. Are you talking about Howard Stern? No, no, no. I'm talking about on here. Oh, somebody did it on here on the Mona app? Yes. He was literally eating pussy in the middle of the broadcast. Listen. Oh, yeah. You you know who I'm talking about. I can't remember his uh, fucking name right now. Okay. So first of all, King. You can't scroll through. Okay. King, Anders. I know Anders is not following me on Instagram. I'm mad at y'all for never sliding in the DM, King, and letting me know that this was being done. Because now I will <laughs> take it up. This is before I, this is like one of the first days I got here. I didn't yeah. know nobody. Listen, listen. I have never heard King, by the way, go from being this sexy man to be like, I did not. I did not I know. I played the fifth. I played, I played the fifth right here. I played, I played one, two, three, four, the fifth. fifth. 
One, two, three, four, five. Listen, I've done some freaky stuff back in the day. Y'all can go back to Sapphire Earplay Chronicles. There's definitely a couple episodes where I've been fingered, where I've been using a sex toy, where somebody was eating my pussy. So listen, if I got to bring it back, I'll bring it back. Bullshit. Oh, no, no, Anders, I'm letting you know right now. You can go to the archives at MsRadioSapphire.com, flip through the archives, and I guarantee you there's a couple episodes where I definitely acknowledge the wetness of my pussy. You could definitely hear I am having sex on air. So, Megan, I totally want, now I have hashtag goals. Hashtag goals is to get Dom to go into that upper register while I'm talking to oh, him. Oh, God. Here we go. I'm just saying, listen, if y'all... She made it She made it seem like I was holding out on her. No, I was not. Motherfucking goals is listen, what I'm saying. If we gonna just because have... I know those are goals now, I'm never going to let you have it. There we go. <laughs> That's okay, Mistress K. We'll, we'll find ways. We'll find our ways. Oh. And, and by the way, we're talking time. to somebody who has also done uh, coordinated a play scene on the on the Monair, Mistress K, with your electrical uh, yeah. play scene. Oh, oh yeah. I do remember that, Mistress K. I do remember See? that, Wayne, because I, I was a lovely Violet Wand scene. It was gorgeous, and my playmate was awesome, so giggly and fun. I was so mad because I wanted to chime in, and I was literally talking live on air, listening. Yeah, I meant to text you on that one because I was crazy. <laughs> All right, I just want to say first and foremost. Thank you to my Moan family, my OGs who have embraced me in this community. Anders, King, Mistress K. I know Scarlett was in here. Castaway, it was a pleasure meeting you. And everybody who's been listening and staying in tune, thank you so much. And again, this is going to be archived on Sunday. It is going to be dropping on Sunday night, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is going to be 9 p.m. Eastern on Ms. Radio Sapphire and all major platforms under the Sapphire's Earplay name. And of course, it will be called Horny for Horror if you want to do a quick search. But I want to say thank you guys so, 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 so much. My goodness, two and a half hours. I'm not editing shit on this. Um, <laughs> I'm not edit. I don't edit shit. That's the thing, too. Like, y'all are new to this. To, to my world of the radio world and all that, I don't do a lot of editing because I feel like when you edit real life shit, you, take away you do. Something. And my yeah, thing is, I, I, and I, I try to offer 100% genuine stories. Authentic. Authenticity. Well, yeah, for, for, for edit our, the fuck for, out of me because for, for I stutter. For our host who is Dagdatra, uh, you know, card holder, she is a <laughs> Uh, a first take performer, you know, so like, you know, cut it and print it. This is like a Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, hey, no, girl. like honestly, I wasn't expecting to go as long as we did, yeah. but now I got to go and hop on some dick. Like, let me be real. I I'm haven't even had dinner. I'm dive I, into some pussy right now myself. Uh, listen, so I I, listen, it's early. We can all dive into whatever orifices we need to, but I just have I to think say. This, I think this is a clear indication that you need to do more of these because I think that there, I think we only scratched the surface of this subject and I for one want to come back for more. Please come back Emphasis for more. On come. You guys and think this is just like one as one subject matter? Honey, I know Mistress K has gone back to my archives as I've been reading her <laughs> stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay? Let me tell you, this is just a taste of what's to come. This is just a taste. I'm going to give you guys more. I promise. I promise. I promise. Oh, Ms. Sapphire, this is only the beginning of a beautiful Friendship. Absolutely. Different genre. <laughs> oh no, don't worry. <laughs> it's gonna be subcategory. 
stories. Don't worry. We'll get into it all. So I wanted to say to everybody, thank you so much for joining the Moan app. Thank you so much for embracing me on the app. If you're in this chat, please follow me. I'll follow y'all back. That's how it goes. We got to show love to give love back. Remember that safe sex is the best hot sex. Take it that for what it is. Safe sex is the best hot sex. Enjoy your horror films. Get horny. Get off to this horror. Okay? And go and suck some blood. Suck some blood. Devour that shit. Devour a body or two (laughs) or three or four. And Mm. think of me when you're at it. Good night, y'all. It's been a pleasure. the end of the show all you sexy motherfuckers now remember you can follow me at Ms. Radio Sapphire at Sapphire Zearplay or visit MsRadioSapphire.com for all things Sapphire Zearplay and even book me for your next podcast speaking engagements and more again that's MsRadioSapphire.com